Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded. Where is your emergency? Hello. This this is an emergency. This is just uh, this is Rob Murkowski calling. And uh, while I was gone, my whole house got robbed uh, while on the Super Bowl trip. And I just got back. There you go, Rob Gronkowski, the Gronk. My Part house, of his house got robbed. Now his whole house did. My house got robbed while I was at Super Bowl. Ultimate humble brag, calling nine one one. Yeah, my yeah. house was robbed while I was at the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, but he lost. <laughs> Right, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah, points off. Many points off. Well, that's a drag. Yeah, I guess they uh, grabbed his bling and removed a couple of safes. How safe is your safe now, huh, Gronk? Mm. Good thinking, though. You got to think, man, he's not going to be home. He's at Super Bowl. <sighs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you trying to do? Uh, the operator said that he deserved it since he'd lost the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, you lost the game. Now you lost your safe. Who cares? Click. Um... Uh, Legendary record producer Quincy Jones, if you know the name, has given an interview that has gotten lots of people's attention. 
He says, among other things, he dated Ivanka Trump. Yeah. And she was like 24 and he was 74. Right. According to him, which is gross. But uh, more and a lot more stuff about various musicians and stuff that's kind of interesting. So maybe we'll get to that a little bit later. I got this text about Elon Musk, and then that will lead Joe into more Elon Musk talk because it's a fascinating thing, this whole deal. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, Got some tweets on that topic, too, like this one. Musk rocket is what I call my privates. (laughs) Wow. That's really, uh, thanks for sending that to us. You proud of yourself? You know who I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, We got this text. Musk has become the new Henry Ford or Walt Disney. He's becoming a new icon for the good old-fashioned American dream. Capitalism works. Mm. It is true that for all the downsides of capitalism that people that don't like capitalism like to point out, mm-hmm. the losers in capitalism, because right. you, you have losers. Yeah. That's one thing about capitalism. You're going to have winners and losers. Or people who are completely unrealistic about the alternatives to the free market. Um, for every uh, loser who can't handle the freedom of capitalism, you get the occasional Elon Musk or Steve Jobs or whatever that don't burble up in China or Russia because you just can't. The talent is there. I mean, it, it only makes sense that 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 human uh, abilities and ingenuities is spread equally around the world. But it's very difficult to to have a Steve Jobs burble up and do what he's going to do if you if you don't have the sort of system we've got. Right. What did you say you would have done if you'd had Elon Musk's money? I would have bought Jimi Hendrix guitar. Mm-hmm. Then I'd have bought a yacht with a flag that says "Chillin' the Most" and rocked that bitch up and down the coast. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's, you know, some would enjoy that. I would not have done anything worthwhile. <laughs> Boy, I agree with that, brother. <laughs> so the invaluable uh, Rich in Salt Lake City, who uh, compiles the shower thoughts for us every Monday morning, uh, happens to be an expert in uh, in rocketry. Be danged. He's a rocket man. Uh, yeah. Little rocket man. Right. Um, and, and he makes a number of interesting points. I asked, is NASA even in the rocket business anymore? One of us did. Yes and no. NASA is like the Department of Defense. They create requirements and hire a contractor to design and build a system that meets those requirements. Like the Department of Defense doesn't build fighter air, aircraft, but they create requirements and pay a contractor to design and make it. Um, he mentions the Orion rocket. NASA has a contract with Lockheed Martin to build the Orion capsule replacement for the space shuttle. It's, um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, NASA's been hiring Russia to get our astronauts to and from space. The Orion capsule looks like the Apollo capsule, but is larger and more comfy and more capable. Uh, space launch system. Uh, NASA's contracted with Boeing, United Launch Alliance, several other companies to build the SLS. Space Launch System has similar lift capabilities to the SpaceX Falcon Heavy rocket that was launched today. Orion, with people in it, will sit on the SLS and be blasted into space in 2021 or maybe 2023. Elon Musk's goal is to go to Mars. Having lots of money and being really smart, he got investors, formed a rocket and space capsule company, and is having his company build a system to get him there. Now, here's where the two sides kind of come together. Elon also saw how incredibly expensive the existing rocket launch systems were. $300 million per launch and built a company to compete. SpaceX launches are about $80 million per launch, not 300 Wow. And are reusable. SpaceX is severely undercutting the competition and is taking a lot of their business from the competitors. 
So sit on my musk rocket, NASA. Right. Hmm. And at uh, this point, Orion is NASA's bullet train, kind of. Wow. The engineers designing Orion and SLS are very smart people, but have a lot of government oversight regulations and requirements. That has created a huge bureaucracy that slows everything to a crawling pace. It sounds... Ex- Truer words never spake. It sounds exactly like the battle between the Wright brothers and Professor Langley, the government-supported guy who was supposed to come up with a way to fly. And the the amount of money that was spent and how slow-moving it was and the bureaucracy of it. Right. And the Wright brothers, a couple of dudes who repaired bicycles, got there first with a lot less money. Right. It's, it's, exa- it's being redone. So, truer words have never been regurgitated from a larynx of a human being. A lot of really, really smart, capable people. But with a lot of government oversight regulations requirement, it's creating a huge bureaucracy that slows everything to a crawling pace. Development of Orion and SLS started in 05 and won't launch people into space until 2021 and probably again 2023. It is very expensive, always having budget problems and lacks momentum. Additionally, Orion is set up so that it will never be canceled. Orion's prime contractor is Lockheed Martin, the largest government contractor with lots of lobbyists. It specifically buys materials, parts, subcontracts, subsystems, etc. from as many congressional districts as possible. Right. So that a cancellation of Orion would affect the majority of Congress people's districts. There this you go. is how the game is played, my friends. Wow. SpaceX was founded in 2002, started designing a system to get to Mars. Their costs will be significantly lower. They will launch people into space in 2019, in my opinion, and will get to Mars by 2025, also in Rich's opinion. So SpaceX plans on launching a rocket to Mars later this year. If Elon has a propeller that doesn't work or, you know, some stupid example, and he says, we got to get a different propeller, nobody's going to say to him, well, that propeller is made in uh, Southern California, and that congressman's up for re-election. That's that's 650 jobs. You really can't do that. We better keep using the propeller you don't like. But it doesn't work. Um, Rich says, sorry for the long email. Rich, don't apologize. Very informative. Very interesting. Yeah, cool. That is interesting. What what I like, in addition to the fact that you got this space stuff happening, is that communications have gotten so much better since the old space ex- exploration of the uh, you know the early seventies. Um, they put somebody on the moon now. I would love to see what that high def TV shot and audio looks like yeah. going back and forth. Yeah, some astronaut kneeling down with the high def cameras. Look at this dust. Look how uh, fine it is. You know that was created by blah blah blah. Or and from just, Mars, that would blow your damned mind. Take you on a tour. That be so Here's cool. that rock that looks like a face. Look at it from this angle. Looks like a dog's ass. You know, come on, come on. Just it'd be amazing. Oh, I can't. I hope it happens. Yeah, and uh, I always have to point this out. I don't know why I always have to point this out. At the same time, we're going to spend a trillion dollars trying to keep somebody with one particular kind of religion from trying to kill a whole bunch of other people from a slightly different kind of religion. Right. With, uh, you know, by setting them on fire. Well, you know, I, I think there is probably a philosophical point there that's worth considering. You know, Homo sapiens, who I've often referred to as my least favorite species, are capable of, of mind-blowing wonders and unspeakable horrors. And, and don't let the horrors drag you down, because they don't cancel out the wonders. You know, keep your eye on the sparrow is got, one way to put it. But you got to deal with the horrors, because you don't get to go to Mars if some fundamentalist nut job sets you on fire. You because- don't? <laughs> Oh, because you're on fire. Because he doesn't like the length of your beard. Right. 
It's just right. a, it's amazing that both things can happen simultaneously within one species. Yep. Agreed. Crazy. White House Chief Steph John F. Kelly saying that some illegals are too lazy to get off their asses. Fill out the paperwork. Some illegals are too lazy. An outrageous and racist statement that is plainly true. Some natural born are too uh, lazy to get off their asses and fill out paperwork also. Um, We should go through the laundry list of statements by Quincy Jones in his new interview. It's pretty amazing. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There must be some kind of way out of here. Said a joker to the thief. It was reported today that the country's biggest electronic store, Best Buy, will stop selling CDs as of July 1st. I know, I know. Now where will people go to not pay for music? It's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that's that yeah, that works. They're uh they're it's a reaction to what has already happened. People are not buying much music to start with, and if they do buy it, they buy it in digital form. More likely than not. Yep. I the listen, world keeps changing. I listen to a lot of music. I have not bought a CD in many years. Yeah. And I yeah. listen to a lot of music. Speaking of music, we'll get to the uh John Kelly incendiary comments uh with Marshall during the news. As usual, you tell the truth, and people get very, very angry. Um, but looking forward to that. But speaking of music, uh, the Quincy Jones interview with Vulture.com, whatever that is. Um, you know, that Mark Zuckerberg uh, pollster stuff was from, I think, The Verge. Uh, yeah, TheVerge.com. Uh, there's so many great sources of journalism. You just have to you know, seek them out, find them, get your news feed set up, and, and, and go to her. It's like TV these days, though. I don't know how and they make blinding. any money, though. It comes know. at you from every direction. How do they make any money? They probably don't make a lot. Um, but so Quincy Jones does this big interview, and uh, man, he drops some bombs. Question number one about music. You work with Michael Jackson more than anyone he wasn't related to. What's should, something... we, should we set up who Quincy Jones was for anybody uh, who doesn't yeah, know? I'm sorry. Yeah, he's a legendary uh, music producer. Um, he's earned 28 Grammy Awards, co-produced some of the greatest hits. He's, uh, he's also a musician. He's known everybody. He's a super heavyweight in the creative part of the music business. And he's in his 80s now? Uh, yeah. Gosh, I guess he is. 84. Yeah. Drops a lot of MF bombs. Right. Anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, what's something about Jacko people don't understand about him? I hate to get into this publicly, he says, but Michael stole a lot of stuff. He stole a lot of songs. Donna Summers, A State of Independence, and Billy Jean, The Notes Don't Lie, Man. He was as Machiavellian as they come. Hmm. Ignorant fool. Hey, hey. Now, <laughs> from the Beyond the Grave, Michael. Well, that is interesting. Michael's, oh, not, more. <laughs> Michael's not here to defend himself on that. Uh, no. Uh, how so? Greedy, man. Greedy. Don't stop till you get enough. Greg Fillengains. He's a famous keyboardist of the time. Well, still is, I think. Uh, Michael, sh- he wrote the C section. Michael should have given him 10% of the song. Wouldn't do it. Uh, what about outside of music? What's most misunderstood about Michael? I used to kill him about the plastic surgery, man. He'd always justify it and say it was because of some disease he had. Bull ass. How much of his problems were wrapped up with fame? You mean the way we uh, he looked? He had problems with his looks because his father told him he was ugly and abused him. What do you expect? 
which is exactly what I've been saying. We've been saying for years and years. It's obvious. God, that's horrible. Terrible upbringing. Um, then he says, it's such a strange juxtaposition. Now, Michael's music was so joyous, but his life just seemed sadder and more odd as time goes by. Quincy Jones says, yes. But at the end, Michael's problem was propofol, and that problem affects everyone. Doesn't matter if you're famous. Big pharma making Oxycontin and all that S is a serious thing. I was around the White House for eight years at, with the Clintons, and I'd learn about how much influence Big Pharma has. It's no joke. And then they talk about the Clintons a little bit. Uh, what's with the visceral dislike of them? What are other people not seeing in Hillary, for example, that you see? It's because there's a side of her. When you keep secrets, they backfire. Like what secrets? This is something I shouldn't be talking about. You sure seem to know a lot. I know too much, man. <laughs> what's something you wish you didn't know? Who killed Kennedy? Oh, come on. Who did it? Right. Giancana. That's Chicago mobster Sam Giancana. The connection was there between Sinatra and the mafia and Kennedy, Joe Kennedy. He was a bad man. He came to Frank to have him talk to Giancana about getting votes, blah, blah, blah. That was the 1960 uh, uh, election reference. Mentions uh, Jimi Hendrix was afraid of playing with some jazz greats. I don't blame him. Um, What were your first impression of the Beatles? That they were the worst musicians in the world. There were no playing mother effers. Paul was the worst play- bass player I ever heard. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> I don't know anything about bass playing. But yeah, that's funny. I, Quincy well, Jones saying that. It's one of the few things I know anything about. And yeah, Paul is a, a terrific and unique bass player. This is good. And Ringo, don't even talk about it. I remember we were once in the studio with George Martin, and Ringo had taken three hours for a four-bar thing he was trying to fix. He couldn't get it. We said, mate, why don't you go get some lager and lime, some shepherd's pie. Take an hour and a half and relax a little bit. So he did, and we called Ronnie Varell a jazz drummer. Ronnie came in for 15 minutes and tore it up. Ringo comes back and says, George, can you play it back for me one more time? George did. Ringo says, that didn't sound so bad. And I said, yeah, mother effer, because it ain't you. <laughs> Gr- Listen, great guy, though. Great guy. Yeah, he, oh, God. he likes cream. He says, you know who play- sings the band a- cream? Yeah, yeah, Eric Clapton cream. Um, and also the heavy milk substance. Um <laughs> He says, yeah, but you know who sings and plays just like Hendrix? Who? Paul Allen. Stop it. The Microsoft guy? He owns Hendrix's guitar. Yeah, man. I went on a trip on his yacht. He had David Crosby, Joe Walsh, Sean Lennon, all these crazy MFers. Then on the last two days, Stevie Wonder came with, comes with the band. Paul came up to play with him. He's good, man. Yeah, well, he's spent a lot of time on it. He, he, he hired top-notch musicians, bought some of Hendrix's guitar, and spends a lot of time. And, and practice it. Was he? Wasn't he the guy behind the uh, the fabulous museum in yeah. uh, in Seattle? Yeah, the, which is great. What's the name of that again? I can never remember it. It's got a funky name. <sighs> something experience, music experience, something like that. Is yeah, that I don't know. I've got a mental block I, with it. For I some liked reason. it better than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, he uh, he won't comment on the Bill Cosby thing because they're buddies. Okay. So, mm. uh, let's see. Ah, here we go. What stirred everything up? Is it all about Trumpism? They're talking about racism. It's Trump and uneducated rednecks. Trump is just telling them what they want to hear. I used to hang out with him. He's a crazy MFer, limited mentally, a megalomaniac, narcissistic. I can't stand him. I used to date Ivanka, you know. Wait, really? <laughs> yes, sir. 12 years ago. Connection with Tommy Hilfiger. You, wait a second. You can't blow, blow, blow by that. So Ivanka Trump, when she was 24, I think the math works out, dated him when he was 72. Well, uh, uh, all right, here's dated. Eh, there are two really famous people got together. Uh, 12 years ago, Tommy Hilfiger, who was working with my daughter, said, Ivanka wants to have dinner with you. I said, no problem. She's a fine mf 
She had the most beautiful legs I ever saw in my life. Wrong father, though. (laughs) (laughs) Is Trump going to have to respond to the Quincy Jones interview? I'm sure he will. Um, Says Oprah doesn't have the chops for being president, which is interesting. Um, What chops are those? Uh, If you haven't been a governor of a state or the CEO of a company or military general, you don't know how to lead people. She is the CEO of a company, the interviewer points out. A symphony conductor knows more about how to lead than most business people, more than Trump does. He doesn't know S. He's an effing idiot. Well, wait a minute. Oh, shut up! Mr. President, don't punch down. Um, We were talking about Oprah a second ago, but uh, moving along, I guess. Um. Uh, blah blah blah. He talks about racism. There seems to be a lot of that where he'll be answering a question kind of randomly, and then he'll tag it with something like the Oh, by the way, I dated Ivanka. And then they wait, wait, hold on. Now we got to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, right. He talks about racism. He says, uh, "When I go to Dublin, Bono makes me stay at his castle because Ireland is so racist." Bono's my brother, man. He named his son after me. Is you two still making good music? Shakes his head. Why not? I don't know. I love Bono with all my heart, but there's too much pressure on the band. He's doing good work all over the world. Blah blah blah. Talks about the charity stuff. That song they played the other night, the Grammys, was just terrible. Terrible. Yeah, I uh, I loved you two more than I can tell you. I, as much as you know, they just uh, they're a band that I loved deep in my soul for a very long time. And now I please, I see them and I cringe. Um. Talks about musicians who deserve more acclaim. Too crazy. It's just kind of out of context quotes from this that I love. Uh, interviewer asked, what's something you've worked on that, that should have been bigger? Answer, what the F are you talking about? I've never had a problem. They were all big. <laughs> Other question, what is your greatest musical innovation? Answer, everything I've done. There you go. That's good. He needs to work on his self-esteem. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump is now tweeting about the newly released FBI lovers texts. Yes. We got the White House Chief of Staff John Kelly's controversial comments about dreamers and top tech companies are imposing one chance dating rules for employees. Stories wow. coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. How are you going to enforce that? Hmm. So Ringo couldn't drum. Hmm. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> Quincy Jones interview coming up, and we may have our first scandal of the Winter Olympics. Already? Wow. Canadians using some sort of smart broom technology in curling. Oh, oh my God. Never oh. turn your back on a Canuck. Oh. Was it one of those infomercial brooms or something? <laughs> it's a brooming system. <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump is tweeting all in caps this morning. New FBI texts bombshells, exclamation point. The recently released texts are between two FBI lovers speaking about talking points for now former President Obama. In one exchange between Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, there is reference to Obama wanting to know everything about the Hillary Clinton email investigation. The implication from all this is the former president was more personally involved with the Clinton investigation than previously thought. So anyway, Trump jumping on that this morning. Bombshells, bombshells, bombshells. Speaking of bombshells, more from the Quincy Jones interview. Marlon Brando's sexual proclivities will actually shock you. (laughs) 
With the deadline for the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, otherwise known as DACA, looming on March 5th, and Congress still deadlocked and reaching a compromise, the White House Chief of Staff, John Kelly, told reporters he doubts President Trump is going to extend the Obama-era program that protects people who are brought to the U.S. illegally as children Temporarily, from deportation. right, deferred action. Kelly going on to praise the proposal Trump has offered, which would provide a path to citizenship for up to 1.8 million dreamers, two and a half times the 690,000 who signed up for DACA. And Kelly went on to suggest... The difference between 690 and 1.8 million were the people that some would say were too afraid to sign up, others would say were too lazy to get off their asses, but they didn't sign up. Kelly's portrayal of young immigrants as lazy, infuriated advocates. Now, whatever. Kelly later backtracking a little bit. Some of them didn't hear about the program, hard to believe, but okay. Some of them were perhaps a little bit concerned about signing up. Because uh, they were afraid that if they signed up, they might be immediately deported. So anyway, that is the statement that has made a lot of uh, news the last uh, few hours. We're being asked to bend over into pretzel shapes for folks who snuck into the country. Stop it. The Associated Press is reporting... Quit wearing me out with with their trials and tribulations, all right? Look, I got... I, you, everybody has a great deal of sympathy for the kids who were brought here not of their own volition, and there is nobody, nobody with any weight behind them that's talking about deporting these people. So quit with the the, the acting like these people are, are heaven's angels sent to save us. All right? We got to straighten out immigration. Then we got to have people follow the damn law. Quit with your greeting card sentimentality, please. You're killing me. The Associated Press finds dozens of people working on sensitive U.S. defense technology clicked on phishing emails from Russian cyber spies. The hackers, known as Fancy Bear, went after at least 87 people that were working on militarized... You know, it was a bit of a Fancy Bear, Marlon Brando. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> what? Oh, hello. Uh-huh. Working on militarized drones, missiles, rockets, stealth fighter jets, and other sensitive activities. The people were working at uh, small companies and defense giants like Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, Boeing, and Airbus Group. So anyway, Fancy Bear has been out there and fishing like mad. The hashtag MeToo era has some people more wary about uh, pursuing potential romantic relationships with co-workers, and companies are also reviewing their rules about workplace romances and, in some cases, establishing stricter policies. you got a Wall Street Journal article about companies dealing with the issue revealing that Google and Facebook have similar one-chance policies about asking out co-workers. Under their rules... Employees are allowed to ask out a coworker just once. If the person says no, they cannot ask again. Wow. So does that mean in the same visit? So like if I say, hey, you want to go grab a drink? And they say no, and I say, come on. Or does are that you count sure? Twice? That's twice. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what kind of predator are you? Or what about, hey, you know, I got tickets to go see uh, band XYZ there, uh, Friday night. Friday? Ah, oh, dang. No, I'm going to the blankety blank. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. And then you next asked her the next week. No, no, no maybe coffee? No. no. Here. What are you, Harvey no. Weinstein? No. Oh, ambiguous, you, Harvey Weinstein? An ambiguous response like, I'm busy or I can't that night counts as a no as well. Wow. We are weird. We are. Please. We are criminalizing courtship. That is what we are doing. And we are trying to micromanage and codify all human behavior, the utopians of the world. 
Uh, by the way, I, I have it on pretty good authority that casino magnate Steve Wynn used to walk around the office in undersized shorts and no dwares with his junk hanging out. Now, who's that for? Around the office? Uh-oh. That's what I've heard, yes. Now, he resigned from Wynn Casinos now, right? Correct, yeah. Yep. Who's that for? If she realizes I have a penis, and we're, oh man, Katie bar the, Katie locked the office door. <laughs> Turns out that uh, actor and comedian Jim Carrey certainly has an opinion about Facebook. He's calling on people to delete their Facebook accounts and sell their stock in the company. Carrey tweeting, he's selling off his Facebook stock, he's deleting his accounts because the social media giant profited from Russian interference during the 2016 election. Yeah, it's interesting. Some people are mostly angry at Facebook because they feel like they got Trump elected. Mm -hmm. I and a lot of other people are mostly worried about Facebook because it's causing teens to commit suicides in record numbers and and making everybody depressed. Yeah, well, social media in general is certainly, yeah. Yep. Kerry said all investors who, in his words, care about the future should do the same. Divest. Divest. Okay. All right. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Voice of the West. If you don't listen to the pet detective on this, then who are you going to listen to? That's what I say. Jim Carrey has very much gone th- what I like to call through the looking glass in terms of being a creative person. He is uh, he's out there. I'm a huge, I'm still a huge fan, but he is he is certainly uh, really uh, in love with his own creativity. Yeah, I'd say. Mm. So we got some more revelations for you from the Quincy Jones uh, oh, interview. Oh, yeah. They got a new thing they can put in your brain that increases your memory. How freaking awesome would that be? May I please? You just buy some more storage like it's your computer. What? Oh, that'd be so awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. Boy, talk about a game changer. Wow. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, someone tweeted, if you've seen the Tesla floating through space with the dummy in the passenger seat, perhaps Elon Musk has just pulled off the perfect murder. <laughs> Turns out that was some dude who shoved him in a locker in high school. I tell you what, that uh, that shot of the car in profile with the space dummy at the wheel. He's wearing it like a super cool stormtrooper spacesuit um, in front of the Earth is just every kid ought to have that poster on their wall. Yeah, it's till so they cool. hit puberty, then it'll be some hottie or and or hot guy. But um, ah, it's just amazing. Now, is that the moon looming behind? Oh, that's the Earth. I'd recognize it. I know Mother it, I know Earth, it anywhere. Friend. I've been there. I've been there. Mother effing Earth. All right. <laughs> so this Quincy Jones interview is getting a lot of attention. He's uh, he's uh, doing an interview with Vulture.com, whatever that is. Um, but, uh, he's well, he talks about all sorts of stuff. The conversation veers wildly, as you're about to hear. But um, they're talking about Brazilian music. And Quincy uh, asks, you know, do these musicians know this, blah, 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 the cha-cha? And the interviewer says, maybe not the cha-cha. Quincy Jones says, 
Branda used to go cha-cha dancing with us. He could dance his ass off. He was the most charming mf he ever met. Marlon Brando. Oh, yeah. You, you got <laughs> Right, right. I, I got to read the whole thing all at once because to get an idea of the way his mind works. Brando used to go cha-cha dancing with us. He could dance his ass off. He was the most charming mf he ever met. He'd F anything. Anything. He'd F a mailbox. <laughs> James Baldwin, Richard Pryor, Marvin Gaye. He slept with them? How do you know that? Frowns. Come on, man. He did not give a F. You like Brazilian music? <laughs> and then they start to talk about Brazilian music. Marvin Gaye was gay? It's right there in the name. I don't know. Or, 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 you know, it was an experimental time. And then they mention as an aside to the article that the actor and Jones were longtime friends. During a down period in Jones' life, he spent time on the island in Tahiti, which Brando owned. The two called each other Leroy, owing to a story recounted extremely well in this recent GQ profile. They called each other Leroy? Yes. Apparently so. I know what. You and I will start hanging out, and we'll call each other the same name. Why? Well, here's why. (laughs) You have to go to GQ to read it. It's a link, but I can't seem to get there. Um, it won't let me go there. I'm I'm dying to know why they decided to call each other Leroy. Hmm. And then they talk about uh, how tough it is in Brazil. And then they talk about guns. So, anyway. And Ringo sucks. Back to you. Speaking of the Godfather, the property at Lake Tahoe, where Michael's sitting in the living room and blows up Fredo in the boat. Oh, yeah. It's for sale. For $3.75 million. I'll take it. That'd be cool. All cash deal. Yeah, that's cool. You know how you get that house? Hmm. You make them an offer. They can't refuse. <laughs> yeah. I, I turned down a, your offer. Wait a second. It's a reference to... But, you can't, but I, I told you, you, you can't, can't refuse. You can't do that. Hmm. Yeah, I'll be damned. That'd so, be cool. Yeah. Oh, hey, so it turns out, if you weren't listening earlier in the show... Uh, the president has a uh, condition, a scalp condition, a, a hair loss condition. That's why he has that wackadoo uh, uh, helmet hair thing going. And a medi- meteorologist, that's an odd mistake to make. A dermatologist friend of mine <laughs> sent me pictures. I went, I went to a meteorologist to get my hair done. I'm always texting her saying, do you think it's going to be sunny this weekend? She says, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> no, she's a dermatologist. And it, it, yeah, he clearly has this condition. Will you look at this mole? We were, I'm a meteorologist. <laughs> I've told you a hundred times. I predict the weather. Yeah, but it's changed shape. Um, so we were watching this video of the president getting on Air Force One. It was very windy, and it blows his hair aside. And he obviously has no hair on the back of his head, and it's just a very odd thing. The um, back of his head is bald. But, yeah, he has a condition that is identified, we mentioned earlier. Um, and so that's why he has that weird-ass hairdo, pardon yeah. my uh, French. Yeah. Of course, I've just been reading Quincy Jones' interview. and He calls everybody, including his cook, his chauffeur, and his mother an MF-er, so... Um, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen the, the, the Trump hair thing, we've got that linked at armstrongandgettyradio.com, do we not? And, um, it's, it's interesting. It explains the whole thing. I'll no longer make fun of his hair because he's got a, he's got a thing that he has no control over. Yeah. I mean, there are a number of choices how to deal with that, I suppose. Um, I mean, cause his hair is unique on earth, mm-hmm. but what the hell do I care? I'm a lot more interested in policy, but you, you said earlier hairpiece, you could not get elected president of the United States with a known wig. You couldn't. Well, yeah, but. I mean, if he had 
hair like I don't Why? know. Why is stupid? Of, I mean, that's ridiculous that you would well, not elect someone because they have a wig. But yeah, I don't I think we just would. jumped over that. That's unquestionably true. But if he had hair like Michelangelo, but gray or something like that, and it was a hair piece, that'd be fine. I mean, as opposed to the bizarro cut he has right now. It's the object of, of mirth and ridicule. I don't think so. I don't think hairpiece would pull. Yes, just, Sean. You just but gotta, nobody'd know. You got to bick it. You just got to. You got to get to the scalp. If 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 your hair is not working that way for yeah. you, you don't want to do the hairpiece. Hey, hey, Sean, paint your bald spot. <laughs> you paint your bald spot. <laughs> uh, Quincy Jones also says uh, Steven Spielberg and me are great friends. He's a great effing guy. That's interesting. So he likes him. You know, it's beginning to occur to me as I flip through this interview, I think he's a bit of a crazy old man who ought to stop telling other people's secrets. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're gone, but, you know, if you and me used to hang out when you were young, whoever's listening right now, and I did some crazy stuff, how about you keep it to yourself? Yeah. I'm thinking he's done some crazy stuff, and they didn't go around doing interviews telling the world about it. Maybe because he was still kicking. But I don't think just because your friend dies means you ought to unearth all their sins, you know? I'm strong and getty, I'm getting ready for final thoughts. Quincy Jones actually uh, produced that recording. Yeah, yeah. They wanted Ringo to play drums, but he couldn't learn the part. Nope. <laughs> Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Michelangelo, what's your final thought? All successful people failed before they got success. Don't be afraid to fail or you'll never succeed. SpaceX failed several times before they succeeded yesterday. Well said, Michael. Well said. Positive Sean, your final thought. To summarize the Quincy Jones interview, Michael Jackson was greedy, the Beatles sucked, Jimi Hendrix was afraid, Marlon Brando had sex with James Baldwin, Cindy Lauper is a diva, U2 is over the hill, Tevin Campbell is underrated, Trump is an idiot, and I used to date Ivanka. Mm. <laughs> wow. That's a lot in one interview. That's enough. Marshall Phillips, your final thought. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm looking up at the uh, streaming uh, pictures we've got going. I'm waiting for the uh, spaceman mannequin riding an Elon Musk space Tesla to turn around and wave at the camera, revealing he's really a robot astronaut. Mm. Wow. Wow. Jack, final thought? I'm excited for my kids with this whole uh, space exploration thing. I think there's a decent chance they're going to get to go into space. They have long, happy lives. Uh, yeah. The next generation, they're going to actually get to go up into space, maybe to the, even to the moon. It's pretty cool. My final thought is, oh, to have Quincy Jones confidence. What's your greatest musical innovation? Everything I've done. Everything you've done was innovative? Everything. <laughs> you, mu- you MF-er? <laughs> Joe, what do you think your greatest innovation has been doing a radio show? Every word I've ever uttered. Every thought I've ever expressed has been exquisite. I would have said, you know what's not innovative, Quincy Jones? Saying mf or every other word to every answer you give. Not particularly innovative. Mm. Yeah, mf Maybe you invented it. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. Reach out if there's something we ought to be talking about. You come across something blockbuster. Send it along. Armstrongandgettyradio.com. Does Trump respond to Quincy Jones talking about dating Ivanka? No, oh, boy. Or saying that he was crazy? No, oh, no. Does Trump respond to that video that's out there of, of his hair? Oh, my. Does he let all that stuff lie? We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a 
historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. Yeah, we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. I didn't really think this would work. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.